The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. to another episode of Spooky Stories. Ooh, season two. I'm your ghost co-host, Matt McCombs. Wait, 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 wait. I'll let you finish, but I just need to put something out there. Okay. Everybody. Yeah. Grab a buddy. Yeah. Everybody. Get ready for a fright. Spooky Stories is back. All right. And with that, I'll let you continue. Yeah, yeah, we're back, baby. Woohoo! So as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by my host, uh, co-host, rather, she's got to know her place. This is Spooky Stories Season 2. And I am your ghost co-host, Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one, Kaya. And I'm so excited about our season two lineup because this year, baby, we're going international. international. That's right, everybody. You know what? You might have been like, oh, I'm not from Canada, so I don't get all the inside jokes. Cool. Now we're going to go all over the place, you know? Might hit up America, might hit up Switzerland. I don't know where we're going, honestly, because I don't read any of the stories. Everything that we do is live, one take. And uh, uh, my lovely spooky kooky co-host puts together these nice stories and I rip on them. It's true. Um, so this season, I'm not going outside of North America. So we're, I guess we're not technically international. We live in a nation called Canada and we went outside of that nation. That makes us international. So we're going to focus on North America this season um, because there's lots of great stories in the U.S. There's still a few from Canada that I've got in my back pocket that we didn't do last season that we get to cover this season. Um, But I'm very excited. So are you ready to get into it? Uh, Nope. So I, you know, we've done 25 of these things and I am just, you know what? I'm a little bit freaked out. You've got me doing things like seances and (laughs) celebrating Samhain or Samhain or whatever you want to call it. And so I just think that we could talk about other things that are less spooky. Like what? Well, you know, I, I was thinking about, you know, treasure hunts, perhaps. Treasure hunts do sound fun, but no. Oh, okay. Uh, how about trying to fit as many dogs as possible into one little tiny dog bed? In the beds we have, it's two. So we've done talking about that. Okay, we're done talking about that. How about uh, the fact that... You got nothing? I've got nothing. So can I continue? Yeah. Sweet. Um, so today we are going to make our first trip to California which is um, somewhere I've never actually been. You've never been to California? Never been to California. Bruh. Bruh. How have you never been to California? Never been. 
Um, but like we're gonna take surf, a virtual. Sand. We're gonna take a virtual trip today, and then maybe one day we can go in person and see what we're gonna talk about today, which would be really cool. I just imagine the ghosts in California being like, "Boo, bra," like "boo." <laughs> This, the the air on the other side is so not organic, man. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, can I get some cold pressed juice, please? <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so we're gonna travel to California. Uh, are you ready to take a trip? Yes. Cool. Now, have you ever thought about the repercussions of building a house without a plan and no official blueprints? I mean, if I tried to build my own house without any type of instructions, it would be like me trying to build Lego without any instructions. It would just end up as a disaster. How about one that has a unique layout and seems as though it might be unfinished? Uh, nope. Never done that. Well, to many people, it would seem as though it's just a house going through construction. But to real paranormal and horror fans, they can all try and explain it to you, but the house was built to be this way. This home was the brainchild of the heiress to the Winchester firearms fortune, and since 1884, there have been hundreds of stories and rumors surrounding this structure located in San Jose, California. So I've heard of this. I don't know why I've heard of this, but like... Because everybody's heard What of does it. rifles and guns and ammo have to do with kooky, spooky houses that it's like, oh, this door leads to a closet, but then the closet leads to a brick wall. Oh! Well, if you let me get into the story, we can find out. Okay. 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 So our story is going to kind of like take place around this one person named Sarah Winchester, uh, who was actually born Sarah Lockwood Party in 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut. Sarah Lockwood Party. I know. It sounds fancy. Sounds very Californian. Um, Except she was born in Connecticut. Oh. Yeah. That's Uh, why she moved to California? Can you let me tell you the yeah, story? Yeah, well, I'm just asking. I know. I mean, if my last name but was Party, like I would move to California, too. Way too many questions. And oh, I right. Fine. You know what? In. No, it's fine. Haven't Go. even gotten into it. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, so, she grew up in a world of privilege. She spoke four languages. She attended the best schools around and even managed to marry into a very wealthy family. Now, on September 30th, 1862... Our lovely Sarah married William Wirt Winchester, who was the heir to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. William was the only son of Oliver and Jane Ellen Hope, and Oliver Winchester had founded the Firearms Company after discovering that a division of the Smith & Wesson Firearms Company was failing financially with one of their newly patented arms. Sarah and William had one daughter named Annie Party Winchester, who only survived five months of her life before she succumbed to... Marasmus, that's an interesting word, uh, which is actually a form of severe malnutrition. Marasmus sounds like a disease where you have to do jazz hands every time you see someone. I'm so sorry, I have the marasmus. Uh, Yeah, I mean, doesn't sound fun when you find out what it actually is, but the name itself is quite entertaining. So malnutrition. Malnutrition, yeah, uh, severe malnutrition. So she was just eating Oreos and Doritos for like dinner every day? yeah. Probably. That's a that's a neglectful mother. I mean, that's probably not something you should be feeding like a five month old, but here we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, in the span of one year, Sarah lost her mother, her father in law, and her husband, um, who died of tuberculosis, which is very sad. 
That is sad. We've learned a lot about that throughout our our uh, first season. In the spoofers, yeah. In the spoofers, yeah. I, I didn't realize that the baby was five months old. Yeah, now I, I said feel that. Bad. I said that she only survived for five months. <laughs> Yeah. She's so good at listen, but right. still, can you imagine feeding a baby that's five months old in Doritos and Oreos? Yeah, probably not. Uh, probably frowned upon. Even if you crush them into a paste. Yeah, no. <laughs> um. Anyways, so while surrounded by tragedy, Sarah did inherit $20 million, which today would be $536.3 million, um, as well as 50% holding in the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. The holdings gave her an income of $1,000 per day back then, which would be $27,000 a day today. See, now I should have married Rich, because that yeah. sounds like you're set for life. Uh, so this made her one of the wealthiest women in the world. Damn. Yep. Um, now, and what did she do with all that money, baby? I'm sure you're going to tell me. I will tell you, yeah. So I imagine she gave it to a bunch of orphans or, you know, research into the jazz hands disease. Not exactly. No. None of that, hey? Um, after William died, Sarah visited a Boston medium who told her, while apparently channeling the spirit of her dead husband, that she should leave her home in New Haven and travel west, where she must continuously build a home for herself and the spirits of those who had fallen victim to the Winchester rifles. Oh, that is interesting. So basically, the medium said that her husband... Has now trying to atone for all of the arms that he created. Well, his dad created. That his dad created and caused everyone to die. And she's got to build a room for each person that died? Um, well, kind of. Oh, so you can put three spirits to a room. Maybe put some bunk beds in there. Yeah, Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Just Um, enough room so they have activities, right? Yeah, correct. So... After she visited this medium, it caused her to become convinced that her family and her fortune were haunted by ghosts, and that moving west and building a house to hide from the spirits was the only way to be safe. This is because the medium told her, if you continue building, you will live, stop, and you die. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, in 1886, Sarah purchased a small two-story farmhouse and ranch in San Jose, called Lanada Villa, which would later become known as the Winchester Mystery House. Okay. Okay. So, the Winchester Mystery House is located at 525 South Winchester Boulevard in San Jose, California. Still there. Uh, and it's renowned for its size, its architectural curiosities, and its lack of any master building plan. So, okay, here's the deal, though. If someone says... You must keep building a house or you will die. Mm-hmm. Like, do you get to rest? Do you get to sleep? Or do you always have to have a hammer in your hand and a nail and, like, be nailing something to something? And Or can she just hire someone to build all that stuff? Does that count? Well, she's not. She doesn't have to physically build it herself. Okay. As you'll find out. As so she through. just has to be paying someone to build Correct. it. Okay. Okay. So today... Uh, the Winchester House is designated as a California Historical Landmark, is listed on the National Register of Historic Places, and also serves as a tourist attraction, although it is privately owned. So you can go and check it out, uh, which some people may want to do after listening to this story, and some people may be like, hell to the no. Yeah, that's out. me. That's okay. The second one is me. All right. So, since its construction began in 1886... The property and the mansion have been claimed to be haunted by the ghosts of those whose lives were claimed by the legacy 
that made Sarah a wealthy woman. And she believed this until her dying day. She had construction on the home continued day and night without interruption until her death, although her biography claims that she would routinely dismiss workers for months at a time to take such rest as I might. Direct quote from Sarah Winchester. Sorry, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? What do I mean? What do I mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? (laughs) So basically, Sarah hired people to work on her house all day, all night, to continue building it. Um, But... Other people say that, or I guess in her biography, sorry, she said that she would dismiss them for, like, months at a time so that she could just, like, rest, probably talk to the spirits, find out what they wanted her to do next. Oh. You know, that kind of thing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, now, carpenters were hired to work on the house until it became a seven-story mansion, which is pretty cool. It's pretty big. I mean... Yeah. Seven stories is, I don't think I've ever actually seen a mansion that's like seven stories. I could just imagine her like on her hands and knees, like sanding the floors or something on the newest edition being like, you see, I'm still working. Except is she, everyone watching? She didn't have to do it. She just had to make sure it was going on around her. See, they're still working. So she hired carpenters and electricians and brick masons, like all these people. Um, the one thing that's kind of cool to note for the people who, you know, want to know more about history and because like diversity and inclusion is such a big thing right now, um, Sarah actually had a lot of, um, minorities working on her house and she actually let them live in the house with her like they were her family and she treated them fabulously as opposed to like just tradesmen, which I thought was kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, things that you still don't see in some places today, right? But so. she saved a bunch of money by hiring foreign workers, too. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, the home is built mainly of redwood, which was, like, really expensive at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, is, and it has been said that she actually hated the look of redwood. Okay. Hated it. So, she would have a faux grain and stain applied, um, which is why the house today is covered in, like, this all these weird colors because like she hated the look of redwood now why she would use redwood when she hated it and not just like cedar or some other kind of type of wood i don't know but that's where we're at because Um, probably told her you must use redwood she hated it so much and demanded to have it covered so much that approximately twenty thousand and five hundred gallons of paint were used to paint the house. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. So use a different type of wood. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. I have a trouble painting one wall. Right? I don't know how she got that much. Yeah. 20,000 gallons of paint. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, now the house is built using something called a floating foundation, which I think is pretty common in California. Do you know what that is? Uh, I'm assuming it doesn't have a basement. Um. So... Kind of. I don't know if it means it doesn't have a basement particularly, but what it does um, is that the found the floating foundation allows the house to shift freely if there's like earthquakes or disasters that shake the ground. Oh, so it's not as like nailed into the ground, yeah. like with yeah. Piles so and it stuff. can shift and move so that like your whole house isn't going to collapse. Gotcha. Um, I thought it was a ghost thing where it's like it allows the ghosts to kind of just like lift it up if they need to. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. Um, anyways, so 
Sarah chose not to work with an architect, instead designing the building herself, um, which led to her adding onto the home in a very, very haphazard way. So this means that for those of you who don't know anything about the Winchester house, um, her construction technique means that um, the house has doors that open to walls, stairs that go to nowhere, windows that look into other rooms, trap doors that you can't use, skylights in the floor, spiderweb windows. Okay, hold stairs on. Stairs with odd size risers and a lot of other things that we're going to get into. Here's the thing is you don't need to be a master builder to know that a door that opens to a wall is dumb. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I don't get it, Sarah. I don't get why you would be like, well, I don't have a master plan, so I guess just take the door and have it open up into a wall. So a lot of the things that were built and done in this house um, actually probably can be attributed to her belief in ghosts um and even like environmental psychologists have done studies on this and it claims that like even though the layout seems very odd it actually contributes to the fact that like it's being used to confuse spirits okay right because like it they can't they can't make sense of it any more than we can so because everyone knows that spirits are like hardcore engineers <laughs> architects and are like i mean maybe this house doesn't make any sense let's move on albert we'll find anyway. a different house to haunt that you know where the doors open up into a regular room anyways um they put the foyer on the third floor what were they thinking that's not the kind of weird thing that happened but okay um, so Sarah also insisted that many things relate to the number 13. Um, she never said why she, everything had to relate to the number 13. Like that's a secret that Sarah took to her grave. Personally, 13 is my lucky number. I love that number. So like I would probably do it too, but nobody knows why she did it. Maybe it was just her favorite number. Who knows? Um, but many windows had 13 panes of glass. Ceilings had 13 panels staircases were built with 13 steps um there was a 13th bathroom built which actually contained 13 windows i mean that's a bathroom i'm uncomfortable with one window in my bathroom could you imagine 13 i cannot no. i would hope that one's like near the top floor yeah hopefully hopefully nobody actually uses it to be honest, a lot of the washrooms weren't usable. Like, they were just built. Well, that's because you've got windows in the floor. Probably. Um, okay, so, overall, the house has 160 rooms, including, including, sorry, 40 bedrooms, six kitchens, two ballrooms, one finished and one unfinished. Uh, there are 950 doors, 52 skylights, 40 stairways, 47 fireplaces, over 10,000 panes of glass, 17 chimneys, two basement levels, and three elevators. That's amazing. In one home. And 600 spirits occupied. <laughs> a lot of spirits. Um, it also has gold and silver chandeliers, many from Tiffany's. Um, the parquet floors and trim were hand inlaid, so like lots of work done there. Uh, tons of different colors, materials. So this house is just like a mishmash of shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so there was only one working toilet in the whole house. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Why? Um, because the others were just meant to serve as decoys to confuse spirits. <laughs> so there's like an inflatable toilet that didn't go anywhere? Like, do ghosts flush? Do they have ghost poops? Maybe. And then they like flush and it's like, oh, well, this isn't working at all. Like, what is a decoy bathroom? Not sure. And then if someone was to use it, well, I have so many questions. So many questions <laughs> about decoy bathrooms. So maybe in our next seance, we should call on Sarah Winchester to find out what the hell she was thinking. Oh, I don't want to call upon that bitch. That bitch crazy. <laughs> Anyways, um, so confusing spirits was also the reason that sarah slept in a different bedroom each night so good thing she had 40 of them to choose from i'll say yeah um it's also claimed that these spirits were the ones who directly inspired sarah to build the home the way it was okay yeah we'll get more into that don't worry those spirits were playing a joke on her (laughs) they're like no no no, just, just hold on hold on you can have 13 bathrooms, but only one of them works. No, no, I swear to God. I swear to God. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll confuse all those other dumb spirits. Let me tell you. <laughs> Basically. Um, okay. So in 1906, the home itself succumbed to the tragedy that seemed to follow Sarah and um, was hit with the, or sorry, was hit by the San Francisco earthquake. Uh-oh. Which caused the home to suffer damage, bringing the seven-story tower down to four stories and completely demolished the fourth floor. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, during the earthquake, uh, thankfully, nobody was hurt. Nobody died. Um, but Sarah did become trapped in the Daisy Room. Uh, her staff worked quickly to rescue her. And then she took this as a sign that the spirits were displeased and decided not to rebuild the top three floors. <laughs> so it wasn't the earthquake. It was just straight up, like... She came to, like, she had a meeting with everybody. Was, they're like, oh, well, this is a good safety meeting. We're going to talk about how things should be built properly. And she's like, so I've been talking to the spirits, guys. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were not happy with those four floors that we just did after the first three. So we're going to just keep it to three floors for now. Because I, like, really want to please them. Four. They were okay with the daisy room, though. We're keeping it to four floors. Four floors. Yeah. But the daisy room, that can stay. You guys that did a great job on that one. You'll find out why. Um, anyways, so Sarah died at the home on September 14th, 1922 due to heart failure. And she was 83 years old when she died. Upon her death, it's been said that the carpenters quit so abruptly that they left half-hammered nails protruding from the walls. They were just like, oh, crazy bitch is gone. We're out. <laughs> done. Bye. She ain't gonna pay anymore. Nobody else is gonna we pay out. us for this. We done. Yeah, we out. Um... She was initially buried at the Alta Meza Cemetery until her remains were transferred to New Haven, Connecticut, along with those of her sister. And she was buried next to her husband and daughter at Evergreen Cemetery, which is, I think is nice. That is they nice. took her back to New Haven so she could be with her family. Um, now, Sarah left a will that was written in, of course, 13 sections because... I thought you were going to say in blood. Well, <laughs> maybe that too. Um... And then she signed each one of those 13 sections. Um, the belongings in the Winchester house were left to her niece, who auctioned off almost everything, but the home itself was never actually mentioned in the will. It apparently took six trucks working eight hours a day to remove all the furniture from the home. So okay. this is like a big house, and there's lots of stuff. 
Um, the home was deemed worthless due to the damage from the earthquake, the unfinished design, and the impractical nature of its construction. The home was then auctioned off to the highest bidder for over $135,000. That's it? That was it. Wow. Keep in mind, it's like 1922, 1923. Yeah. So that was still a lot of money back then. That was probably like a million dollars today. That's, she, she probably spent way more than that. Probably. On the seventh floor. Um, so the people who purchased it decided to turn it into a public attraction. And the first tourists walked through five months later after Sarah's death in February of 1923. Okay. Um, now. The home still retains many of Sarah's unique touches that reflect her beliefs and her preoccupation with warding off malevolent spirits. And if you visit, you'll notice that the number 13 and spiderweb motifs occur everywhere throughout the house, which were both um, very significant to Sarah, as we've learned. Yeah. So what's a spiderweb motif? It's just things that look like spiderwebs. Okay. It's like on my nails, right? (laughs) I know you guys can't see them. I mean, yeah. I have, like, little spiderwebs painted on my nails. Okay. It's kind of like that. So she just painted spiderwebs in different places? Or, like, the glass panes were made to look like spiderwebs. Like, that kind of thing. I mean, that's cool. I want a spiderweb window. So that's what that means. Gotcha. Um, Now, throughout the 36 years of construction, Sarah never once confirmed that she was building a haunted house, but stories and rumors swirled throughout San Jose. I mean, she's a widow. She's building this creepy-ass house. Mm-hmm. Uh, pff, I'm surprised there weren't more rumors than there were, right? Uh, now, Sarah had a seance room. It was constructed in the center of the house. And she was the only one who carried the keys for this room. The room contained only one entrance but three exits. So there were four doors, but you could only enter in through one. And you couldn't exit out of the same one that you came in. You had to choose one of the other three. It's like, choose a door. Who knows where you're going to end up because who knows where it goes to in this crazy ass house. Yeah, she must have like needed to carry a map to get around all the time. Probably. Um, Now, contractors reported that Sarah would have nightly seances with local mediums in an effort to reach good spirits. And these spirits were the ones Sarah would consult to find out how to best appease the spirits she was building the house for. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Believe it or not, she even held a seance the night before her death on September 13th. 1922. I mean, I believe it if she's doing right. one every single day. Uh, rumors say that one night Sarah went into the cellar to get herself a bottle of wine when she saw a shadowy handprint on the wall. She hurried from the room and demanded the room be boarded over, and the room has still yet to be found to this day. So this house is so big that this she just had a room completely boarded over, and they still haven't been able to find it. Okay, hold on. You're communicating with spirits every single day. Every single day, just like, hey, yeah, I want to start to good spirits. And then one spirit shows itself, and you're like, mm-mm, you better board up that place. Maybe it was a malevolent spirit. It might have been. might have been. And they can't get through, wall- like, boards? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the rules of ghosting. <laughs> Neither do I. Anyways. Uh, Sarah also claimed that she was attacked by vengeful spirits who would push her to the floor into the wall on many occasions. Those aren't spirits, honey. Those are poltergeists. Yes. We've done enough of these episodes. They're the German ghosts. More more noisy, scary ones. Yes. Good job. Uh, Now, while she was alive, Sarah apparently had a storage room in her home filled with over $25,000, which would be $300,000 today, uh, worth of undisplayed riches. She just said, like, random shit stashed away. That was worth money, apparently. That's to keep it from the ghosts. Yep. 
2016, a secret attic was discovered, and inside was a pump organ, which is, like, huge and expensive, if you know. Is that the one that goes... Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, a Victorian-era couch, a dress form, a sewing machine, and various paintings. A year later, rooms that had previously been closed off from the public were finally put on display, including areas that had been unfinished when Sarah died. Many believe that even 95 years after her death, there were still secrets the house was holding on to. Secrets that caused ghost hunters and pop culture to become obsessed with the house all over again. So, the Winchester Mystery House is said to be one of the most haunted places in America and has become a hot destination for believers who hope to have a paranormal encounter of their own. In 1924, Harry Houdini visited the mansion on Halloween night to try to debunk a paranormal story. He left with more questions than answers and gave the home its name, the Mystery House, which became part of the official marketing for the house in the 1930s. Oh, good for him, so helping them you, out with Harry their marketing. Houdini. Yeah. I hope he got a commission from that. Yeah, me too. Because like, like, they've yeah. made like millions of dollars off this attraction now. <laughs> yeah. Now. Some of the popular spots in the house for activity include the corridors on the third floor where tour guides claim to hear footsteps and disembodied voices whispering their names. According to one tour guide in a post on Reddit, the third floor is the spookiest part of the house because that's where the servants lived, so there's apparently a lot of reported activity there. They also claim that when you're on that floor, you can never really hear any of the other tours, so it makes you feel very isolated. I couldn't imagine. Like... This, the, the way that the house is built, like, you're on the third floor, and you know that there's other tours going on all around you, and you can't hear a fucking thing, except for, like, yourself and the group. That sounds terrifying. It sounds like exactly a tour. I house. mean, not really. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll anyway. agree to disagree. It doesn't sound that scary to me. Like, what's, what anyway. else you got? Uh, other guides have reported hearing loud sighs while giving tours in the Daisy Room, and <laughs> those are the ghosts that are just like, ugh, another tour. Yeah. Um, now, one did report that she went to see if someone had fallen behind from the tour. She saw a small shadowy figure disappear around the corner. Um, when she went to look, there was nobody there, and she believed it to be the spirit of Sarah Winchester herself, which I think would be cool. She's in Connecticut. I mean, she How died. How did she get back to California? She died in the house, though. Okay. Right? I don't know how these things work. I feel like we've talked about this, haven't we? Like, Is it Beetlejuice rules or is it different rules? You die kind of thing? Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I love that you're like, is it Beetlejuice rules? Because you finally watched that for the first time. Um, anyways. Visitors to the home claim to feel the spirits that have long resided in the home, but paranormal investigators have actually come up empty-handed. So people are still like feeling things, experiencing things, but any paranormal investigation that's gone on there, it's been like nothing, huh. which is weird. Um, some say that some of the ghostly figures may be those of the carpenters that Sarah hired to do repairs in different areas of the home. People have reported seeing a man fixing a fireplace in one of the ballrooms and others pushing a wheelbarrow down various hallways. They would have had the wheelbarrows with like the stone and the wood. So, did a bunch of construction workers die during the construction of this place? Maybe, and they just, I don't know. I okay. couldn't find anything about that, but. Or maybe they just spent so much of their time working on this house that they're like, well, might as well go back. Poor bastards were married done. to their job. Still not done. Um, 
A man who was working on the same fire, on like one of the fireplaces one day, said he felt a tap on his shoulder. And when he turned around, there was no one there. He turned to go back to work and felt someone push him from behind. So he gathered his tools and went and noped right out of there. <laughs> like he was like, I'm going to go work in a different part of the house because like, nope. I wouldn't have just like worked in a different part of the house. I would have found a new job. And been like, out. Out. Nobody pushing me. Um, okay, so, in response to the claims that the house is haunted, the Winchester Management Company brought in a parapsychologist and paranormal investigator named Christoph Chacon, Christoph, Christopher Chacon in the early 1990s. Okay. Uh, so Christopher conducted a full-scale scientific assessment of the property, took over a month of investigating around the clock, and included interviews with over 300 individuals regarding their experiences on the property. He analyzed every aspect of the environment for any unusual phenomenon, but nothing. Nothing popped up. Gee, not very um, good at his job, is he? Now, believe it or not, Shakan would go on to become an advisor on a lot of Hollywood films, including, like, the Paranormal Activity series. So, I mean, maybe he knew his shit? <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe all of that stuff's bullshit. Um, anyways. Um, now, the late psychic Sylvia Brown... She visited the house. Why are you laughing? I, we know Sylvia Brown. She was on that weird Toys R Us one. Yes, correct. Um, now. I saw it in the Toys R Us and I saw it at the Winchester house. <laughs> so she detailed in her book titled The Other Side and Back of her experience after spending a night in the house with several others. She claimed that they had witnessed orbs of light floating around and that they heard hammering and chains rattling as well as organ music being played. Could this be the same organ that they discovered in 2016 in the attic? Who knows? Did they move the organ in? No, I think they left it there. Well, then it probably I don't know. I mean, I haven't been to the house, so I don't know where the organ sits now. Yeah, deal. Um, So, some speculate that Sarah was coping with the grief um, that she had dealt with in her life through a flurry of activity, causing her to become crazy. Um, but historian Janan Boems claims that the continuous renovations reminded Sarah of the good times she had with her husband when they built their home in New Haven together. So a lot of people speculate that maybe she was just trying to, like, find those happy memories that she had with her husband. Find those happy memories of renovations with your significant other? Oh, it seems weird. (laughs) It seems so weird. So weird. But apparently, like... Maybe there was nothing better to do with your partner in the 1800s. Well, look, there, there's a couple things that people love doing. And one of them is watching other people work. And the other is like seeing a fire or running water. So I could see them just like sitting there drinking their tea being like, this is wonderful. Yes, get that. That, that needs to be hammered. Great job. <laughs> yeah. They uh, did renovations differently than you probably. and I do. Now, there are other theories. Um, and some others claim that the symbols in the house don't point to ghosts, but point to Francis Bacon, um, and that Sarah was creating a puzzle full of encryptions inspired by the works of the author, Mm. who, um, is pretty well known. I've heard of him. I think he was a scientist or something, wasn't he? Something like that. But there's also, I think, was it, um... He's not the inventor of Bacon. I know that much. No. I think that it was Francis Bacon who they think actually wrote a lot of Shakespeare's works. Oh, wow. That's a pretty bold claim. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting, eh? Bacon, is there anything it can't do? Um, now, it's said that the clues to the home's true meaning are hidden in the ballroom, the Shakespeare windows, and the iron gates. This theory suggests that Sarah was a member of a mystic or secret society like the Rosicrucians, the Freemasons, or even both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so 13 may not actually be ghosts, paranormal, anything like that. She may just have been in a cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, the Winchester Mystery House has been featured over and over again over the past century. The Santa Clara Los Gatos Boulevard, which runs in front of the house, was renamed to Winchester Boulevard after the house in the 1960s. Um, if you want to take a tour... The house is open for tours every day of the year except for Christmas Day. And the tours include both the house and the grounds, which is cool. So we can go visit. Why not Christmas Day? Gee, I can't even imagine. But every other holiday, it's open. Hi, it's a wonderful Christmas Day here at the Smith House. Why don't we go visit the Winchester House? What do you think, kids? (laughs) Yay! Now, believe it or not, this house was the inspiration behind Walt Disney's The Haunted Mansion rides. Oh, yeah. very cool. Yeah, which I can see. <laughs> I can see. Um, in 1993, it was the primary scene for the science fiction novel Vanishing Point, written by Michaela Rossner. Um, in 2005, a musical was written called The Haunting of Winchester, which takes place in the house. In 2007, the British paranormal show Most Haunted conducted a seven-hour live TV investigation of the house for the Travel Channel. Again, nothing, nothing showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2012, Mythbusters visited the house for their episode called Smell of Fear, where they watched one of the scariest movies of all times. Doesn't say what movie. Um, they don't talk about it in the show either. I tried to do some digging. Nothing. Um, they watched it on a TV set up in the Grand Ballroom, and then they gathered their sweat samples for testing. Carrie Byron of the show later stated that she had first visited the home as a brownie when she was a child, and it had given her nightmares as well. She believed the house was still creepy, so I guess things never change. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how old you get, this house is still scary. When are we going? We're not. <laughs> um... In 2016, there was a French film released online named Sarah Winchester Opera Fantôme, or Sarah Winchester Phantom Opera, which is an imaginative narrative of Sarah's life with emphasis on the mystery house. In 2018, Helen Mirren, Dame Helen Mirren, starred in the horror film Winchester, which was actually filmed at the house, and they took the rumors of the hauntings and just like ran with them. I haven't okay. seen the movie, but I've seen a lot of ads for it, and I really want to watch it. And then doing this research just made me really want to watch it more. Okay. Um, the home has also been featured on various podcasts, including Lore, where they describe the mansion in their episode Locked Away, and the podcast Criminal, who covered the story of Sarah Winchester, sorry, of Sarah Winchester and her endless building on their episode The Widow and the Winchester. Um, it was also, like this week came out as an episode on morbid which i thought was crazy because it's like the last couple episodes that the girls on morbid have put out have been ones that are like on my list for this season so it's like we're in sync so i wish that i could just yeah you guys check out morbid it's where kaya got the inspiration for doing this podcast it really is they do it a lot better than we do with a lot more like likes and like 
you know, they've interviewed like Rain Wilson yeah. and they've had some pretty cool people on their podcast. Hashtag podcast goals. Anyways, um, and then finally, the Winchester Mystery House was featured on the 100th episode of American Horror Story. Oh, that's one of your favorites. It is. Uh, So, while there's no proof that the Winchester Mystery House is actually haunted, it does seem rather spooky to have such a unique home not filled with the spirits Sarah believed were haunting her. Visitors still flock to the attraction to take part in the mysteries surrounding this home and continue to claim they feel the restless spirits. Maybe Sarah Winchester is still residing in the home that she dedicated so many years of her life to. After all, when you build a home for the restless dead, why not take advantage of it? Indeed. And that is the end of our story today. Cool. So, are we going to test your listening skills? Yes. So this season, instead of doing my speedy recap, we are going to do Maddie Recap. Okay, okay, okay. Ready? Everybody ready? Here's the Maddie Recap. Okay, so Sarah Winchester was like, oh, look at me. I'm going to go marry rich and enjoy renovations with my husband. Oh, no, he's dead. And my mom's dead. And everyone's dead. And someone with jazz hands disease is dead. My, my one daughter. I uh, shouldn't have fed her Oreos and Doritos. That was a terrible idea. Oh, I guess I'll move out to... Uh, no, I'm not going to move anywhere until I speak to a medium. Oh, I am a medium. And, uh, oh, man, it looks like... You know, your husband wants you to atone for all the people that his weapons have killed people for. So you should just go, go to California and, uh, I, I don't know, build, build things. If you, if you stop building things, you're, you're going to die. Uh, are, you, are you sure, Mr. Medium? Yes. Yes, I'm sure. I'm, I, I am a medium. Talk to the, the people out there that have died. And they want you to build, build, build. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to California. So I'll head down to the California way and uh, build, build, build. And then, uh, oh, no! Three floors. They all collapsed. And now I'm in the daisy room. I thought they were going to be happy with what I put together. There was 13 bathrooms and only one of them worked. But I had 40 different bedrooms. One for me to sleep in all the time. And then a different one than when I didn't want to sleep in that one. I thought they'd be so happy, but they weren't. Oh no, now I'm 82 and I'm dead. I'm so glad I did a seance every day. And then people were like, yeah, well, she's dead. I guess this is a haunted place now and we can start touring it. And all the tour guides were like, oh, wow, yeah, I've seen some real spooky activity here. People building things and moving stuff around and da 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 Hey, we're Hollywood and we think this place is great. Hey, I'm Houdini and I think this place is great. And the marketing means the money is coming in. Hooray! Sarah Winchester didn't waste all of her money. The end. I feel like I need to set a timer on your recaps. <laughs> I feel like I need to set a timer on your talks about trains. So, you know what? <laughs> Rude. Anyways, so... Based on everything I told you today, if you had to give this story a spooky rating out of 10, what would you give it? I am going to give it uh, seven decoy bathrooms out of 10 collapsing floors. Awesome. Yes. Perfect. That is, that is my rating. And I stand by it. Sounds good. And honestly, I just, I just, I want everyone to know here that I think that 
if you're trying to like keep spirits happy, obviously give them like a nice big bedroom for as many activities as possible. But also, I I just I think they were messing with you with the whole decoy bathrooms thing. I think <laughs> I think that one was not for them. I think that was that was just for you. You thought it'd be funny if the servants only had one bathroom and all of them lived in the same place in a seven-story house. That sounds like fun. Yeah. But then she has to share that bathroom with all those servants. Yeah. I would hate that. There's probably a secret, secret bathroom that they didn't talk we about have in four your bathrooms story. in some days. I still don't think that's enough. <laughs> well, that's you. Anyway. And that was our show. And that was our show. So we want to take this opportunity. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking by us while we were on a hiatus before we got our second season back. We have a running. new haunted house that we live in. Yeah. We're very excited we're about it. We're all settled in. Apparently we're celebrating Sam Hain today. Samhain. Samhain. And uh, we're going to do a seance. I don't know if we're contacting Billy Joel, but uh, I'll keep you guys in the loop if that's the case. <laughs> or if I chicken out and we don't do it. I don't know. I'm kind of glad that we don't have spirits in our house right now, but apparently Kaya wants to bring them in. I have enough friends in this in this plane, but anyways. So the point is, guys, is uh, don't even worry about leaving us a review on Facebook. I mean, if you do, that'd be great. But at the same time, just share it. Share it with some friends. Mm-hmm. Like, if you enjoy it, share it with some other people. It really means a lot to us. Yeah, and when you're sharing it with your friends, you can let them know that they can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, I don't think we're on SoundCloud, but that's like the only one we're not on. Yeah. Right? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast. Play, Pocket Cast, uh, the Paranormality Network. We're on lots of different places. Yes. Uh, you can also check us out at spookypodcast.com. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at Spooky Stories Pod. And until next time, we hope you keep it spooky. Ooh. Ooh.